welcome to Night Shift Delirium, a podcast about junior doctors and the world that surrounds them. I'm your host, Victoria, a junior doctor based in England. On this week's episode, we're sharing a conversation that I had with medical illustrator Chidiabere Ibe, who went viral in December for the image of a black fetus inside of a black woman. We speak about his interest in medical illustration and his interest in medicine, and also about next steps and what this means for diversity, inclusion, and equality overall. A disruptor is someone who challenges the norm and forces his or her community to look at things differently than the status quo. Disruptors are often the starting point for progress. I hope you all enjoy today's conversation with Chidiya Berry, a disruptor in medical illustration. Welcome to our shift, y'all. Okay, hello. Today um, we are chatting with Chidiya Berry, a medical student who has gone viral with his medical illustrations. And today we're really just going to ask a bit about his background and your journey into medicine and medical illustration. Do you mind telling us a bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Chidiya Berry Ibe. And I'm an Nigerian medical illustrator and an incoming medical student at the Cape Medical University of Ukraine. I had a first degree in chemistry at the University of Rio in Nigeria. I'm a medical illustrator and the chief medical illustrator of the Journal of Global Neurosurgery and a creative director at the Association of Future African Neurosurgeons. And I'm also uh, a committee member of the World Federation of Neurosurgical Society Global Neurosurgical Committee. And um, I'm passionate about arts and medicine, and I intend to strike a balance between just two. So it's good to be here today. Okay, good. Thank you. So did you start medical illustration before going into medical school? or And are you starting medical school in the fall, or are you already enrolled? All right. I will start medical school January next year um, okay. to, uh, to resume classes February. And um, I... I started drawing medical education before I got into medical school. I started last year, July 2022. Oh, wow. So just one year of medical illustration and already, really, it looks like your career is blossoming and blooming. So when what piqued your interest in medical illustration? All right. So first, I, I mean, the subject of medical illustration was introduced to me by my mentor, Dr. Oric Sidney. And um, so that was the first time I ever heard the word medical illustrations because I was an artist already and um, passionate about medicine, but I never knew there was a field called medical illustrations. So until I was introduced to it by my mentor. Uh, so that's how I first heard about, heard about medical illustrations. Wow, incredible. And so then you went and you pursued formal training in that or you took that up sort of on your own? Yes, on my own. So everything I learned, I'm a self-taught medical illustrator. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, I think going into, you know, medical school, definitely the anatomy is difficult, <laughs> to say the least. So I think you're already sort of, you know, a step ahead of quite a lot of people, in addition to your background, obviously, in chemistry. Um, so why do you want to be a doctor? All right. Um, so from from the very first time I had chosen a career for myself, the first thing I thought about was being a medical doctor. I mean, I had never known any other thing than being a medical doctor. Uh, but as time went on, I had, I had at some point found reason to have lost interest in it. But 
when I lost my mom to ovarian cancer, um, so that was a more prompt to not give up on my dream. And um, so that, that was more reason to, to fight as a young person, to be able to give people um, that, that, uh, that peace through healthcare, to give children that um, the, the healthcare that my mom couldn't receive. So I want to be able to give people that healthcare because I want to be a pediatric neurosurgeon um, to take away the pains of children they can't bear. So I want to be able to, to, leverage, to, to take away that pain through, through medicine. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Um, I think, you know, many of us who go into medicine have personal connections, you know, either care that we saw that we admired or care that we wish we could have had. Um, And it definitely, I think having a personal connection really makes a difference when you're actually in the field practicing because you've been on the other side. And that empathy and that connection that you will have with patients, it really goes far. Okay, you've not started yet, but before medicine, you did a bachelor's in chemistry in Nigeria, and then you went on to medical, to work in medical illustration. What led you to choose chemistry? All right, so what made me choose chemistry? Because I had tried medical school for five good times in Nigeria. I wasn't, I wasn't admitted for reasons I don't know. And um, so, I mean, um, like in the bid of not staying at home, I mean, because my friends are already in school and I, I mean, I, I couldn't stay at home again. So I decided to go for chemistry and just, just the way of leaving the house. And I think I regretted doing that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, many people that we interview on the podcast have had very non-traditional journeys, including myself. I did psychology. I did Spanish. I did public health. And then I went on to medical school. So I did quite a bit. And I think, you know, when you have a little bit of a journey behind you, again, it's something that, I mean, we all maybe have in our mind, okay, I'm going to be a doctor by X amount of time or whatever. But, you know, sometimes all of those different layers along the journey really, really do help you because you're able to focus, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people who go straight into medicine, it's kind of like, not that they just landed there. We all work to get to where we are, but when there's a little bit of something extra in it, it sort of focuses you. Now, what was the first image that you drew? Not necessarily in medical illustration, but in general, you said that you were an artist prior to becoming a medical illustrator. Um, I can't really remember the first image I drew because, okay, but I do know it was a pencil. It was a pencil work. It was a portrait of someone that I, I knew. And that was the very first time I picked up a pencil to draw. That was 2014. But the first time I did a medical illustration, the first drunk, first illustration I did was um, GIT illustrations, which of course I'm not proud of right now because I mean, looking at how far I've, I've gone uh, and my have mastered the skill, I mean, I, I really, I'm really proud of myself that I had improved my drawing. So that was the first drawing, the first medical illustration I did. I did a GIT illustration. I see. And was it something that was encouraged by you know your family and friends or? Were they sort of like, no, focus on science, that sort of thing? Yeah, so p- people ask a lot of questions. Man, you are artistic. What were you doing in chemistry? Wasting the time, you know? And um, so people, uh, so being that I, I did a first degree in chemistry, so people at my family were, so when they knew I was going to medicine, they said, uh, why are you wasting your life? Why are you wasting your time? Um, how, how old would you be when you're doing medical school? When would you think of settling down as a family man? A whole lot of these things, you know. But 
yeah, because I knew what I wanted. And so I wasn't going to give up. I mean, because I'm not the first person who has gone to medical school at the very um, older age or who has tried several times and did not get in. So, I mean, I had a couple of discouragement, but people also, I mean, like my mentor encouraged me a lot. And he said, I should just keep trying and trying. So, I mean, I had a lot of encouragement and discouragement on both ends. That's good. I mean, I think mentorship is so crucial. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't even sort of necessarily think about as uh, as an important part of, of our training. Because you're not always going to have the direct straight path and really look at how far it's gotten you, you know. So having that sort of encouragement is an absolute necessity, I think. Did you have anyone sort of in the medical illustration field that further encouraged you into medicine? Or was it sort of like, no, don't go into medicine, stay here, we need you? Nobody. I mean, all the journey has been um, a personal journey. But as Ella said, my mentor, Dr. Ulrich Sidney, he's a medical doctor. And, and being that I was in medical school, most times when I do this drawing, my anatomy could be wrong. And um, so he would say, no, that the nerves are represented as yellow, not as red. And I was like, okay, oh, good. Yeah, so I'll just quickly correct that. And um, so that's um, pretty much all the mentorship I got. But I never had any personal relationship with professional medical instructors in court. I mean, but from a distance, I would admire their work. I was like, wow, I wish I could do this someday, you know. But I never had a one-on-one mentorship from, from a professional illustrator, you know. Wow. So you just sort of decided, you know what, this looks cool. I'm going to try it out. And here I am. Incredible. Yeah. That is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, where do you hope to go with your medical illustration in, let's say, five or so years? Yeah. Um, so where I hope to go is um, it's not the question or it's not the matter. It's not the fact, but where um, the result of doing this would be in the next five years, because I, I'm more, um, what I say, keen to seeing results. Because, I mean, if if right now I'm speaking to you right now, if I see that the changes that I needed is already happening, I think I'm already fulfilled. I mean, I don't need five years to, to say that I'm fulfilled because my goal is that medical textbooks become very inclusive, that our medical literatures become very inclusive. And if that happens right now, I think I don't need five years to say, um, I think uh, at this point I have made this big goal. I, made this, I mean, it's about now, it's about... Um, what would happen when these drawings I mean, um, change, change the world? So that's just what I think. Good. And, and really, what led you to even think, you know, we need to see more people of color, Black people uh, illustrated? What led to that decision? Yeah, so, uh, so as I said, I'm a software maker illustrator. So in the journey of learning and teaching myself, it was difficult for me because I had no reference. I had nothing to, to pay reference to. So everything I had to learn was making comparisons on how they look like on a white skin. And, and it was a problem for me. And I believe it was also a problem for other students out there, and for people who were in the medical, because I wasn't a medical student then. And so imagine those who were, imagine the medical students in Nigeria. So, I mean, I had a couple of conversations with, with medical students in Nigeria. And that's it, the medical textbooks were all in white skin. It's amazing to know. And I also took a couple of courses online uh, about public health and community health workers. And I realized that, that most of the materials that community health workers used to advocate in local community here in Africa, they're drawing their white skin. 
Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to know that you're going to community where the women do not understand proper English. They do not understand English at all. And all you could go with is a, is a white illustration. I mean, that's so much a communication gap. So, I mean, I just knew that I needed to address it because there's so much of a problem in, in the health sector. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really, really important point. It's not just for doctors or future doctors when looking at drawings to know what eczema looks like on black skin, for example, but it's also the paperwork and materials that we provide for community members. And especially in places that are more deprived, it is incredibly difficult because someone who's already looking at you like, what are you coming to come and tell me, you know, with these terms, these diagnoses, what do you expect me to do? And you are now trying to illustrate it to them. And they're looking and they're like, oh, this is a white person's disease. So it doesn't have anything to do with me. So you really, really can see, you know, the impact of your work and its future ramifications. So do you have any plans of making an atlas or working with any sort of companies, books for medical schools, or even places that do create images that are then sent out to various community members? Do you have any hopes to do that in the future? Um, so I think uh, it's already happening. So because um, one of the biggest publishers, uh, I reached out, so wanting to use my drawings. Um, Alami reached out, Science Photo Library reached out. And so if these big guys out there are already thinking of being diverse, so uh, it's it's something very good. So and I'm also working towards making my own, um, my own books from January next year. And uh, it's all, of course, all going to be blasting, of course. So I want to be able to provide something for a handbook or a textbook for medical students to, to use as a reference for their studies. So if the publishers are taking so much time to, to, to be diverse in that publication, then I think I need to produce my, as a reference point for medical students to use for that training. So uh, yeah. that's what I'm working on. And um, well, that will start pretty much next to January or February, yeah. That is phenomenal. Sending you hearty, hearty, hearty congratulations. That is really, really big. I mean, when we think about how long medicine has been going on, and it's not that we're the first Black people in medicine, but in 2021, going into 2022, is the first time that we're really maybe going to see ourselves illustrated in these, these publishers' works thanks to you. So that is phenomenal. Well done. Signs and symptoms of night shift delirium. Hyperphagia, defined as snacking on any and everything that you encounter in the nurse's room, break room, coffee room, plus or minus several cups of coffee. Impaired perception of time, such as making post-work plans immediately after your shift. Impaired perception of ability, For example, going home after a very long day with the intention and idea that you could go out again several hours later? Poor decision-making, like agreeing to work an extra shift on your day off. Night shift delirium is induced by minimal sleep, maximal effort, and few days off for enjoyment. If you think you have signs and symptoms of night shift delirium, congratulations, you're a junior doctor. So diversity, equality, and inclusion these days are, we see it everywhere, but we don't always have an operational definition. What does that mean to you? Okay, so it means that that there are 
a group of people wanting to be heard and seen, but they do not have the right tools or the right avenue to speak up for themselves. So that's where diversity, inclusion, um, equity, and respect comes in, because that's more like a frontier of a system in front of people behind that can't speak up for themselves, but they have people who could speak up for themselves. So that's where the system of inclusion, the area of um, equity, okay, and, and diversity comes in together to speak up for those who want to be seen and hear, which is, of course, the people of color or the Black indigenous people of color wanting to be seen and heard. But of course, you cannot speak up like that, or what I say, um, front themselves. That's the avenue, or that's the only way they could speak and be heard. I mean, but it's amazing that in as much as uh, most of these things has been going on for a long time now, I mean, diversity is not this year's project. It has been on and on and on. But yet people paid no attention to them. And that's because that is fronting everything. The big guys in quotes who are responsible for making that happen, they didn't find it important to make that happen. People are always advocating for things, but it doesn't mean that once you advocate that it's going to happen. Okay, it, I mean, there's a need for for the big guys, which are the political um, people in court, to say, oh, from now on, we're going to work towards giving everybody equity in healthcare, and we'll respect your skin color, and we'll, we'll, um, we're more inclusive also. So the, to me, that's what uh, equity, inclusion, and, and diversity means to me. You said it exactly correctly. Uh, the gatekeepers of medicine, our education, and how it's practiced have not always prioritized people that look like us, which we obviously make a significant proportion of the world, world's population. So it, it says a lot. And what I enjoy these days about social media and things is we've really gotten rid in many ways of the gatekeepers. You know, prior to social media, it would have been difficult to go viral or have access to a widespread amount of people. But in the rise of the internet, I won't say anything and everything is possible, but things are happening. And I love to see that because it's about time. It is absolutely about time. Okay, so I won't keep you too much longer. If you could draw anyone, past, present, in medicine, or maybe not in medicine, who would it be and why? Yeah, I think it's going to be a Fragnita. So Fragnita is a father of medical illustrations. And um, not just the father of illustrations, but he was a physician and an illustrator. So he was able to strike a very good balance between art and medicine. And uh, so that's pretty much what I want to also do, able to strike that balance between art and medicine. So he is my, my figure, I would say, yeah. Phenomenal. And is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners of Night Shift Delirium? All right. So I just want to add this, um, that um, because as as a leader, okay, uh, it is important to produce more leaders than followers. So in that in that line, I'm working towards um, starting an initiative by next year. And the initiative would be for advocacy, for um, mentorship, and for empowerment. So I want to also uh, empower African people to choose a career or to see a career in medical education. Because I bet you, most people never heard of the word medical education before in Africa. So uh, and, and it's something that that if they had known, they would have probably choose a career out of it and make a living out of it. So I mean, I had received so much support out there from people, and um, so. 
also a way of giving the support out is to train people and to mentor people and not just train but to empower them because as i earlier said when i started medical illustrations i started with just a computer mouse and, and an old laptop because i had no resources i had no money to buy a good gadget so in as much as i'm, I'm training people to learn a skill like this I need to be able to provide them with tools, probably with a good laptop, with a drawing tablet. I mean, that's pretty much an encouragement to start off something and to make a living. And that's also a way of building a community of people who will draw this same thing and make it go out there big. So that's my goal for next year also. And I know it's, it's going to be big and I'm, and I'm scared because I know big things are, are quite scary. But I know with people out there, with support out there, we can make this happen because... It's already out there and we just have to do it. Absolutely. I think that is phenomenal. And, you know, just because we haven't seen it or you don't know necessarily doesn't mean that it should be any sort of deterrent. Because obviously, look at what you have done in really a few months. Um, Your impact is already being felt worldwide. So there's no reason why your organization shouldn't also grow. Is there a way in which people can uh, reach out to you for support for that organization? Or is there a way in which that um, people can contribute towards your efforts there? All right. So I'm building a website to that. So when the website is ready, I'll make a public post about that. And um, I will detail the initiative and what it's for and the goal. And of course, I'll call for support from there. And the website is still under, under construction. So by hopefully by next year, the website will be ready and would launch the initiative. Okay, great. So we'll tell everyone to follow you. Um, what's your Instagram link? A very illustrate. So we will definitely tag all of that on our accounts and in our um, show notes and things like that. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. And really thank you so much for all that you're doing in medical education and medical illustration. I think it's phenomenal, and I think you know that the support is there. We're all rooting for you, and congratulations again. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode with Chidia Bere, the medical illustrator. We did record this episode in December, so many of the things, including his initiative and publications, were in reference to the start of this year. You can find more information about Chidiaberry on Instagram at E-B-E-R-E-I-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-E. That is his Instagram account where you can find more information about what he's doing in the coming months to years. If you enjoyed this week's episode, kindly like, share, and subscribe to Night Shift Delirium. And follow us on Instagram at Night Shift Delirium and on Twitter at Delirium Shift. I'm excited to share that we do have more merchandise available. We have Delirium hats, which are available on our website at amisascloset.com. That's A-M-I-S-S-A-S-C-L-O-S-E-T dot com. In America, it is the start of Black History Month. And so I wish you all a very happy Black History Month. May we all continue to strive towards more diversity, inclusion, and equity, and work to operationalize those definitions in our everyday lives. Be safe, be well, and we'll see you on our next shift. <music>